my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Well, happy Monday, gentlemen. Welcome. Uh, this is uh, episode 651, I think. Wow, we're really yes. getting up there. Yep. Just like you, Scott. Yeah, I know. We've been talking uh, in the Instagram live there uh, how I'm the old one and Kev's a millennial eating his avocado toast as we record uh, geek stuff. I don't have avocado toast today. I ate long before the episode today, so I wouldn't have to endure the the barbs and uh, slings and arrows of your... Uh, your criticism and your critiques yeah. out there in the world. Speaking of criticisms and critiques, I am so excited for the segment of the second segment of today's show. I think that you I'm ought to so show, excited. yeah, show us how excited you are. I'm so excited that I have count them kids. I have four pages of show prep. Guess it's like a good like like audio like crinkle good, look, look. Yeah, crinkle the pages so we can hear them. It's multiple pages. Of show prep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. I am very and, excited. Yeah. This may be a, a jumbo size episode of Geek Stuff TNG because the no, second half no, of the no, show. No. I, no, I also made the executive decision that it's not going to be, you know, overly drawn out. Although we could, we could literally criticize every single minute. Um, we're not going to. We're just going to do as broad a strokes as we can and try to discover why it is that we as a collector community are so dumb there that's that's a good tease yeah so stick around for part two before we uh, jump into part one let's let's handle the social medias right um if you're listening to us be sure that you are also following geek stuff tng on all the social medias right facebook twitter instagram it's geek stuff tng if you want to call in you can call the gvm line 201-730-2547 and you might hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. You can also send us an email at geekstufftng at gmail.com. Absolutely. And if you want to interact with the show on an ongoing basis, you can uh, support us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash geekstufftng, where for just a dollar a month, you can join our Discord server and chat with members of the show. Dom, what does it take to actually interact with uh, Kev? Uh, you, you have to send out the Kev signal which is actually just tagging him in that post yep. that you want him to interact with. Otherwise, he does, he does not respond to anything else besides the Kev signal. 
That's not always true. I had a conversation with a listener just today, as a matter of fact, and there was no prompting. There was no Kev signal. Normally, it's a Kev signal needed. I mean, normally, yeah. Right, and just like sometimes, Batman just happens to be there when the crime is happening, and he beats the shit out of the criminal there. But usually, Commissioner Gordon has to put out the signal to bring Batman. Bat phone. Perfect. Uh, let's see. So following along on the Patreon for $3 a month, you get access to the early bird special. We record on Mondays. And so typically the early birds get access to the episodes uh, a day or two early. So usually that's Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning. And for $5 a month, you get to partake in the bonus round, which is a wonderful weekend bonus show with our young intrepid sandwich. He has been on a, uh, vampire kick, right? Tell us about that yeah. this week's sandwich shop. So last week it was past week. I did the lost boys. As one does. Um, uh, boys, I hate to I hate to break in. We have breaking news, breaking news about the sandwich shop. Uh, I'm being told that we were not able, repeat, not able to find the entire miniseries of Shogun on YouTube. It has been removed. Darn. And so there will be a brief delay in the sandwich shop, the sandwich shop special. Uh, Shogun, the 1980 miniseries Shogun starring Richard Chamberlain. There'll be a brief uh, delay in uh, that presentation as uh, we work to get into the archive and find my personal copy of the DVD set, which contains not only all the complete miniseries, but a lot of uh, additional material, which Sandwich will also be uh, uh, covering in his full and complete review of the Shogun 1980 miniseries starring Richard Chamberlain. So, uh, yeah, so that's just an update. I'm getting that in my ear right now. Yes, yes, that will be coming. But uh, I'm being told 2022, early in 2022, a very special sandwich shop, the complete review of Shogun, 1980 Shogun, uh, coming soon to the sandwich shop after a brief delay. So, thank you. W- will that be one episode or multiple episodes of the sandwich shop? I, no, I feel like it episodes. should be. I feel like it should be one episode where he is reviewing the entire miniseries, talking about the highs, the lows. Uh, you know, the production. I'm gonna need like a break week then because that's nine hours of content. It's gonna be a foot long yeah. sandwich shop. That's what I mean. I mean, it can be. You know, that's why I said special edition and not just regular old sandwich shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, so again, the sandwich shop, uh, we'll figure out, I'm sure, somewhere in this episode what our next topic for uh, Young Sandwich is going to be. But also included in the the bonus round for $5 a month, you get two vintage shows of Big Kev's Geek stuff every month. On the 1st and 15th, they go up. So before this episode goes up on Friday, we will get episode 63, Too Darn Hot 2. What has become an annual event on the Geek Stuff program, the Too Darn Hot episode. And uh, just to give you a little breakdown, I feel like as I'm listening to these vintage episodes, as I'm putting them up on the Patreon feed, they really seem to mirror what's going on. Time is a flat circle, as they say. And so, uh, first of all, Mr. Fantastic was missing. So Kev was missing for a couple of weeks. Now Mr. Fantastic's missing. Um, But they talk about Sam Raimi's ideas for Spider-Man 4. The Sinister Six were going to be in that. So, you know, oh, how far we've come just to get back to what we started with. There was... uh, Discussion of Sam Jackson being cast as Nick Fury. There was a Magneto movie starring Ian McKellen that was going to be directed by the director of Blade Trinity. So, again, Sandwich just watched the Blade movies. 
Wow. Uh, and then, uh, do you remember when the last chapter of the last Harry Potter book got leaked? I mean, can you remember a time before all the Harry Potter books were out there? We've got all the Harry Potter yeah. movies. Yeah, this is before can, that last book remember, was out. I can remember reports of somebody. Um, uh, I remember actually going, my, my girlfriend at the time, uh was a big harry potter fan of the novels and i remember us going to get i don't think it was the last book i feel like it was the second to last book and we were waiting online at a bookstore remember those yes and uh we were waiting online i think to get in and get the i feel like it was the second to last book so part it's oh, no, that, that'd be six no, but that was that was the last book. They split the last book into two movies, right? Yes. No, yes. The, the last book. Yeah. So then the, the Deathly last, Hollows. Was yeah. So we were so we were online waiting to get Deathly Hollows, and oh no, I think it had to be the book before that. Yeah, it is. It is the book before. There that. was somebody in a car. There was somebody in a car who's driving around yelling, "Snape kills Dumbledore." Spoiler. Yeah. If you, if you haven't read or seen any of the Harry Potter, but and. Yeah, I sorry. Mean, there was a, a bit removed now, Scott. Yeah, there so. was. Well, yeah, this is so. This is June of two thousand seven. Was when this vintage episode originally aired. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's a long time ago, and uh, I mean, I remember seeing videos of yeah people driving through the parking lots at the midnight, uh, the midnight releases for the, that yelling Snape kills yeah. Dumbledore and everybody laughing. Yeah, Snape kills Dumbledore. I remember that. I remember her being very upset as well. My girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, but still, um, yeah, I vaguely, I vaguely remember that period, but yeah. So, and then the last thing I want to mention on uh, this very special, Wait, oh, go on. ahead. Hold on. Yeah. The sandwich has a question. Do you have a girlfriend or do you have a wife? In 07, it would have been a girlfriend. Oh, okay. And, and it would have been very early in, I feel like it would have been very early in the relationship that would become my wife i think i thought you were on your honeymoon when you disappeared so i was confused no i never said that i said i you said it couldn't have been your honeymoon i speculated i thought it, that the, i what i said was uh, the only time period i could remember that big that i was gone <laughs> was was that so mm -hmm. uh i don't think yeah i still don't know and og doesn't know i actually asked him i said do you want to come on and and I, I, I don't think he can remember why I wasn't there either. At least he, he didn't seem to indicate that he could remember. So, yep. So the the last part of episode sixty three, you had the bad mother Canucker in studio. The bad mother Canucker, yes. To talk yeah. about the uh, Chris Benoit tragedy. I don't know if you remember that oh. unpleasantness. Yes, uh, I do. So that was. I mean, so again, it was just a, it was a good all around episode, kind of a somber note at the end, but yeah. for just five dollars a month. Uh, $5 a month, you get not only the sandwich shop, but two vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff every month on the 1st and 15th. So look out for mm -hmm. that. And then the PS de Resistance, for $10 a month, you get the Instagram Live to watch all of this silliness and see Kev waving the papers up and down of the show prep that he yeah. created. Proof the, that it exists. Yeah, and also fun fun with filters. <laughs> and fun with filters. You know, you miss fun with, you get fun with filters and uh, yeah, some other things that we do before the show uh, taping begins. So yeah, we had a lot of characters on the show. Do you remember that, Scott? We had a lot of characters on the program back then. The Bad Mother Canucker, Angry Dan. We had, we had a pervert Ken who later would become PK. <laughs> yes. uh, we had uh, Lucky. 
we had uh there was a there was a just a cast of characters on that program way back in the day do you know one of my favorites that we haven't heard from in a while and i would love to hear from again super fan sergey Sergey. yeah (laughs) you knew it he's so great super fan sergey yeah i don't know i i i'm trying to think the last time i the, the last time i recall seeing super fan sergey was at a geek flea possibly the last geek flea that i attended so that would have been that's probably coming up on four years ago in november i think oh is there a geek flea in november i've been trying to find out about that i haven't heard anything yet i feel like i'll have to ask og because i might be around for that and that's empanadas right that is empanadas yes we'll 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 see how uh how COVID handles the uh the geek flea because you know well, we have New York Comic Con sandwich. Probably a good idea for us to start promoting uh, said said appearance. According to rumor, Sandwich and I, and possibly others, including brand new character East Coast Scott, uh, will be appearing at New York Comic Con. This is only a rumor at this point. What was uh, the uh, what? What's the what's the fundraiser thing? The th- Thana. The what? We used to do a thing, a bit to like get donations for con oh the begathon oh oh the begathon the begathon <laughs> what do we start no, the begathon we don't need to do the begathon because you know we have wonderful patrons who have been sticking with us throughout the pandemic and uh so yeah we don't need to do the begathon this year uh next year it's never possibly. too late to start begging for next year though folks think about it be dialing uh, people on 2022 west begathon. coast scott begathon. making his first official appearance with the geek stuff crew it's, uh, that depends on how well the begathon goes <laughs> west coast scott don't eat is now stretch goal. yeah remember yeah stretch goal because west coast scott has to bring a wife and three kids to new york with him so it's going to be quite an expensive well, trip he doesn't have to he doesn't have to bring them oh you think i can just hop on a plane and go to new york for a com- for a comic con for a week hey I i'll see you later honey i don't i don't know how you do things in your house i'm just saying don't have to bring anyone just saying <laughs> all right guys and with that folks say west coast scott's family is a stretch goal it says west coast scott is a stretch goal so there you go this week's episode of geeks of tng to a close episode 651 yeah we haven't even gotten started yet let's jump into the news yeah. did you see the new head of paramount pictures or of paramount i don't know if it's paramount pictures uh but it's brian robbins so I don't know, Kev, does that name mean anything to you when I say Brian Robbins? No. He had been the head of Nickelodeon, and now he's moving okay. up from Nickelodeon to Paramount itself. But he used to be on Head of the Class. So he was an actor on Head of the Class, kind of a few other things. He was kind of the uh, like the tough street kid character. I don't know if you... You remember Head of the Class, though, right? I, I don't, really. No. Really? Ah, that surprises me. But anyway, so he's... Before my time. Before, so that's I, right, I that's don't. right. Millennial Kev didn't watch Head of the Class like uh, like West Coast Scott did. Um, West Old Scott. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> so he's taking over as uh, Jim Giannopoulos exits. Oh, and, Jimmy J is going away. Uh, oh, poor Paisan. So, again, Jimmy. I thought that was kind of big news, new head of Paramount. So, doesn't Nickelode- doesn't Paramount own Nickelodeon? Yeah, so so he's moving up. He was so he got a promotion. Uh, yeah, promotion oh, from okay. just over Nickelodeon to over Paramount. That seems like a seems like a big step. Like seems like a lot of difference between a kids network and the entire network. But well, yeah. who knows? Who can say? Yeah, 
Well, yeah. I don't. I don't know how much Nickelodeon actually brings in for them nowadays. I, I'm I'm kind of shocked that Scott chose to lead with that and not lead with the fact that the Hawkeye trailer dropped today and it was fucking brilliant again. Well, there's there's quite a few trailers. I was going to do the trailers next, but that's fine. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I didn't know where I, just, where I to have put to that. say I have to say um, uh, that that I'm going to I'm going to wrestle the reins away from Scott for a hot minute and say that that Hawkeye trailer was brilliant. Why, Kev? Well, let me tell you why, both of you. And it's for a number of reasons. One, because the show looks amazing. There's no doubt about it. The show looks amazing. It's 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 got MCU written all over it. All of that is not, it looks great, well performed. Haley Steinfeld. Every, I'm looking forward to it. Clearly, they're gonna do a young Avengers at some point. Clearly. So, like all of these things, everything that everybody's saying about it is great. I am singularly focused on one aspect of this stupid trailer and probably i will be singularly focused on one aspect of the of the show and that is rogers the musical <laughs> it'll probably now, only be taken... in the first episode and a quick joke and then you'll never see it again well let me tell you it just from the amount of uh, uh, uh the amount of material in the in the trailer it, we're going to get at least we're going to at least get a bunch of it. I have to say they have brilliantly, brilliantly taken Hamilton. Right. So everyone knows Hamilton. If you don't know Hamilton, it's kind of this breakthrough musical about Alexander Hamilton, who is a figure in American history and a president, if I recall. And uh, no, they, he was never president. President Hamilton. He was never president. That's I just the whole wanted thing. to see if have anyone. Have you even seen up. Hamilton? Oh my god! Oh, you know, I already have I've a voicemail seen, that I didn't use I, about musicals. I have musicals. never seen. First of all, I know who Alexander Hamilton was. That's number one. Number two, I know he wasn't president. I'm just watching the two of you as I say he's president, just to see is are, is anyone going to correct me? And number three, the reason I'm bringing it up is because Hamilton is a very distinct style. They have taken sort of Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, uh, silhouette, and that is part of the logo of Hamilton. Have you seen this? Have you guys seen this? Yeah, it's like, so the, like the, the, the shield yeah. is the Owen Rogers, right? Yeah, and brilliantly, they've done the same thing with Rogers, except it's clearly Captain America's silhouette, but the shield is actually colored in, and it says Rogers. Instead of Hamilton, it's Rogers. And then... It, and that's the posters and, the, you know, they show sort of the exterior of the theater with all the posters and everything else. So right away, you know, I want a goddamn Rogers poster. Anyway, the point is, is and then they show there is footage of this musical. Yeah. Like a two episode. second clip in the trailer of the like dance and singing. It's and the things. Avengers. And Scott and yeah. I actually looked at it in depth before the show. It's definitely attack from New York, uh, attack on New York. It's definitely attack on New York. Um, all the Avengers are there. There's at least three characters in that shot, four characters that we can't identify. But there are Chitari. There's like a half a dozen Chitari in the shot. And there's actors playing Thor, Loki, Hulk, uh, Black Widow, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Ro and Rogers and, and Captain America. And and they're doing like this spin. It's the big, it's gotta be the big dance number at the end of the show. It's gotta be, right? I cannot wait to see. 
I cannot wait to see what this is. I can't. I can't wait. I'm like, I'm so jacked about it. Scott will tell you it's, it was like, we're, we're like, we're, we're like pausing. I'm taking screenshots, trying to identify, are there any like actor known actors playing any of these roles? I'm sure Scott's right. It's a throwaway, probably last six seconds. And it's not Matt Damon or any of those guys who are doing sort of the acting uh, in, in the Thor movies, like in Thor Ragnarok, when they were doing the play and the, the play that's going to be in the new one as well. Um, it's none of those, but I want to know who's doing it. I want a Marvel Legends box set for Rogers the Musical. I want Hot Toys, uh, Captain Rogers from Rogers the Musical. I want the whole thing. I want the music. You know, like I, I just think it's brilliant and it's hysterically funny. And I just cannot wait uh, for it. Everything else about it looks brilliant. I can't wait for the Rogers stuff. I just can't wait. You know, that's a, it's amazing. It, it's funny because I mean, it it's going to be probably not get that much screen time in Hawkeye. But yeah, if they produced it, people would love. It. I mean, if they honestly, if there was Rogers the musical right now, Avengers the musical, you know, as soon as Broadway really gets fully opened after COVID, right? It would it would be super popular. The the it would pull an audience to Broadway probably that hasn't gone to see some, uh, you know, some live theater. I I think that would be the funniest thing of all time if they actually produced a show based on the first Avengers movie. I just think that would be unreal. And like Hulk. so, I mean, just the costume. You have a guy playing the Hulk, who's basically wearing like a green hoodie. And he's got, I think, green. Did we decide, Scott? He had like green face paint on and like green sneakers. And that was the Hulk, you know? And yeah, just, just, I just can't wait to see that scene, you know? And I cannot, I'm going to start soliciting the Rogers, the musical Marvel Legends box set. Literally going to tweet that out when we're done taping this show because that is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Hopefully, I mean, honestly, it couldn't do worse than Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, right? No, I mean, I, I think if they did it all punchy, tongue-in-cheek, and uh, uh, campy, I just think it would be brilliant. I just think it would be brilliant. They tried so hard to make Turn Off the Dark a serious thing, which was, was, was the problem. This is clearly like a punchy comedy musical thing, and we don't even know anything about it at this point, except that the... the four seconds that we've seen of it uh, uh, in, in the Hawkeye trailer. November 24th, Hawkeye will drop uh, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so, of course, every MCU uh, person in the universe is going to be tuning in to see it, uh, including uh, we three on this program. Um, so there you go. So here's just one thing about the musical, about a, about a bit like that, right? Somebody had this idea for Rogers the Musical. They're like, this is funny. We'll never be able to actually get it produced. And so they write it into something else like Hawkeye. So what this always makes Possible. me think of is like uh, Jason Siegel, right, from, who was in for Forgetting Sarah Marshall, right? And he did the Dracula musical, right, with the puppets. Yeah. And 
when they interviewed Jason Siegel, he's like, oh yeah, I actually really wanted to make a Dracula musical. Nobody would buy the idea. So then I had a character in a different movie that I wrote have a Dracula musical so I could produce it as something dumb that that character wanted. So therefore he yeah. still got to do it, right? And I just, when I see something like the Hamilton or the Rogers the Musical, that's what I think too. It's like, I know I can never sell this idea anywhere else. So I'll stick it in here as a comic relief, but then I still get to do it in a way. Right. And again, I, I'm making a lot of the Rogers the Musical bits, but I have to say the trailer overall looked really good. It looks like a lot of fun. It, it's a it's set. It's like a Christmas story, uh, you know, like a Christmas special set at Christmas and so on. So you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of really good things uh, going on in that trailer. I don't want anyone to think that just because. I'm obsessed with Captain America, you know, I'm really obsessed. I mean, am I obsessed with Captain America? I mean, I'm not obsessed, but, you know, just saying, oh, there's my new shirt. Um, anyway, uh, but that was Kev's Captain America shirt big... for the Patreons. Yeah, that was my new uh, that was my new Sam um, uh, Captain America shirt. We should point out. Um who is Captain America now? Uh, and and we talked. Did we talk about the fact that Anthony Mackie signed for Captain America four? Yes, we did talk about that. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, it's my Anthony Mackie uh, Captain America shirt. Anyway, um, I, I I'll say it again. I've made a lot out of that Rogers the musical bit, but the whole trailer overall was mind blowingly good. So you said you had something else, Scott, before we bring this episode to a close. No, I wanted I wanted to hear Dom t uh, what he thought about the Hawkeye trailer because he sent it to us. So I, I like the, the trailer a lot, obviously, along with Kev. Uh, I'm not nearly as obsessed with the play. You know, I know there's a, you know there's a Rogers play in addition to I guess a Hawkeye show like on the side. I think that's the plan is they're going to do a Rogers play, <laughs> and then maybe a Hawkeye show. Uh, but the Hawkeye show is fantastic. I'm excited. You know, Hawkeye as a character, I felt like throughout the entirety of the MCU always kind of got the short end of the stick in a way. I kind of felt like he never really got his chance to be anything more than the guy with the bow. Like, I feel like we really got to like explore a little bit of black widow, even not besides the show, the movie. I mean, I feel like we really got to take the filter off right now. I feel like we really got to explore a lot of things with the other characters. So I'm happy and excited to explore Hawkeye. I'm excited for the Kate Bishop setup. I also agree with Kev. We're definitely setting up young Avengers at this point. I'm interested to see what team they end up for that because I feel like it's we're just waiting for it to happen. Kev, stop smiling, dude. You're being so weird. So playing with the filters. <laughs> I, I'm playing with my own filters here, not 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 on you guys. Okay. Fun with filters. Um, uh, I'm excited to see uh, what this. I don't know how this leads into the future of the MCU, but that's maybe just setting up Kate Bishop. But you know, it, they have officially said it's a six-episode series. That doesn't mean that early season. That doesn't mean that there won't be a second season because, you know, I don't think they planned for a second season for Loki until it went off like that. I think that might have been something that they kind of realized, oh, this could work and then went for a season two. Don't quote me on that. I don't know how, how sure that is. Um, and I'm like I said, I'll say it once say it a thousand times. I'm excited. Uh, Christmas uh, TV show will be fun. I like that Marvel. We've said it on the show before. Like each Marvel like entity show TV show whatever, kind of fits a genre. So I'm excited now that we get the Marvel Christmas thing. 
you know, Shang-Chi was the Marvel Kung Fu thing. So I'm excited for the yeah. Marvel Christmas thing. Yeah, I really like that. I really like that as well. They really are playing that Christmas angle in the trailer. I mean, I Iron Man really... 3 was a Christmas movie, so let's not forget that. That's true. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe this is the uh, maybe this is the apology for Iron Man 3. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I watched? I, I didn't hate Iron Man 3. Everyone hates Iron Man 3. I hate Iron Who's Man Who's everyone? At most people. Think yeah. Iron Man, most people think Iron Man 3 is the weakest link in the MCU, which I'm like, really? Because you, you I mean, if by weakest link, you mean a link that is still together and not broken because the Inhumans is technically part of the MCU, even though they have disavowed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point. Um, so if we're talking strictly movies, it, it always comes down to Iron Man 3 and Thor 2. Yeah, for the worst movie, and I thought I loved Thor two. I thought Thor two was really good, and the 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 design and the elves and the battle and the, the whole thing I thought was really good. So I don't understand. I I disliked Iron Man three much more than I disliked Iron, uh, uh, Thor two: The Dark World. So I've been doing the MCU rewatch this year, and oh, oh, when I when I got to well. Iron Man three, I liked it more than I did the first time. And Thor 2, I still hated just as much as I hated the first time. So, yeah, so so Thor 2 did not get better with age. Um, Iron Man 3 did. Um, that's my opinion there. Um, did I catch you guys up and tell you I, I'm doing the first ever watch of my girlfriend now? She's seen none of the movies. Yes. Yeah, you said. Are you watching yeah. chronologically or by release date? Release, because I feel like the chronological just doesn't really make sense. Because it would be Captain America, then Captain Marvel... And then you do like I, I don't. And then Black like Widow. The way that flows. And Black Widow. Mm-hmm. No, not Black. No. Widow. Then you do the. Then you do the Iron Man through Avengers. Well, I guess yeah, I guess Black Widow. Black Widow. You would watch Black, Black Widow. Widow. You would do after. Civil War. Right, but before the Infinity War and uh, yeah. right. But so just thinking about the after credit scene in Black Widow, and then watching that before you watch. Uh, Infinity War and uh, Endgame. Now we're we're going in a <laughs> release order. I feel like it just flows better, anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I think we can wrap up the Hawkeye uh, trailer. So let's move on to another trailer. That's the Matrix trailer. Did you guys get to see the Matrix trailer? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it too. Um. Nothing. You guys don't... didn't have any strong feelings about it. Okay, I'll open. Um, yeah. My feelings were, I I feel like as a teaser trailer, it did the job in the sense that it gave us some clues, but it didn't oversell, right? And we have three movies, um, and in my opinion, with all due respect, four, because I at least count the part of the Animatrix that explained how the robots rose to begin with. I, I think that's I think that should be tagged onto the front of the first Matrix movie anyway, or at least the front of the second one. So you're not blowing what's happened to the world in front of the first one. So maybe in front of the second one. Anyway, um, we have enough content now to know, uh, you know, who the characters are and so on and so forth. But I mean, am I recalling the Matrix part three incorrectly? Because it seems to me that nobody knows who they are in this trailer. Yeah. 
Well, and and we got didn't Neo you know, and Trinity die in Matrix Three? Do they? Didn't Trinity and Neo? Didn't Trinity and um, Neo Keanu die? Yeah, Neo. Yeah, yeah. They both. I mean, they so Keanu sacrifices Did himself at the end. Yeah. Did they? I don't. I don't. You know, honestly, I don't know if well, Keanu so died, like, but Trinity definitely died. It might have been like not like outright like oh he's definitely dead, but they leave it in such a way where it's like you're gonna assume. He sacrificed himself for the good of the good of the world, or whatever, and it would make sense logically that through their sacrifice, the world can move on. I guess what happened is he lived long enough to get plugged back in along with Trinity, and apparently, I was pretty sure Trinity very much died too. But I guess everyone could just get plugged back in, and it's okay now. So people are saying that at the end of the third movie, the Matrix reset itself. I don't recall that being now I'm going to have to now I mean clearly I'm going to have to go back even before the fourth one comes out which I think is around Christmas right Scott I think that, yeah, yeah it's Christmas this year so it, I'm clearly going to have to go back and, and and watch the first one which was brilliant and then force myself through the second two um, but uh, and then maybe I'll have a better understanding and I know that we'll get at least another trailer I suspect probably by the end of October that's my guess beginning of November. Um, so I'll get another trailer uh, uh, to work with, but I really feel like, I really honestly feel like something is like, I'm missing some key piece of information that may be found at the end of part three to understand this trailer. Like I didn't understand it. And I get it. It's a teaser. I'm not supposed to get the whole movie from the, if, if it's done well. I'm not supposed to get the whole movie from the teaser, and that's fine. But I don't have enough at this point to even say, wow, that was a great trailer. I want to see this movie. I don't even have that much of it at this point. I have a what the hell is going on here? And there's no I mean, I mean, I, I guess it was a foregone conclusion. There would be no Agent Smith. And I, I did assume, however, that we would get, and maybe I was wrong to assume this. I did think we'd get Morpheus back. Yeah, yeah. I was. I also. Uh, I thought the, that Lawrence Fishburne was going to be in it, so I was surprised. I to thought see so too. The younger so, version. And, and uh, who can say? No one's saying he's not in it. He just wasn't in this trailer. But there was a young guy who was looking and acting a lot like Morpheus yes. in this trailer. So what why don't that they mean? why don't they get the guy from The Walking Dead to just do the voice of Hugo Weaving and then uh, just use the, the CGI, CGI version of him that they had you from don't know the other that one? That's not going to be the case either. Russ, uh, what is his last name? Russell something Farquaad or something guy, like that. Marquad, very good. Yeah, Russell Marquad, well done. Yeah, he does a dead-on Hugo Weaving. Uh, it's not the only one. If you actually Google. Uh, or YouTube Russ Marquand and see the impressions he does. They are phenomenal. And for those that don't know, um, that was not Hugo Weaving in Infinity War or Endgame as the Red Skull. That was Russ Marquand uh, from The Walking Dead. It, is Hugo Weaving just kind of done with makeup? Marvel. Or d- done with Marvel? Or well, is he still acting? definitely done. He did not have a good time on Captain America, which I found... I fa- I'm pretty sure that I knew that right around the time Captain America came out, um, that he did not have a great experience on that film. 
And I feel like, well, it was many years, I think, after I, I, I met him. Um, because I met him, I feel like I met him around the time of V for Vendetta, I think. It was somewhere around that time. And, um, but I, I, I know I've heard multiple reports of the fact that he did not have a good time on Captain America. I'm not exactly sure why, or at least I don't remember. Um, I'm, maybe there's a vintage episode that answers that question. Yeah. I don't know. What I seem um, to remember is it just had to do with the makeup, but I don't know. Like just he just didn't enjoy the makeup process. I mean that ent- could entirely be the case, um, but regardless, Russ Marquand, uh, yeah, was the guy who did the voice of uh, the Red Skull in Infinity War and uh, um, Endgame. So yeah, and I don't think it's a bad idea to have him voice some sort of throwback to uh, Agent Smith, but it didn't look like they're. And if it is, if it does turn out that it is some sort of uh, matrix reset, one would assume that the matrix learned that Agent Smith was a mistake, and so we wouldn't get Agent Smith again. We'd now get Agent Jones or Anderson or some other generic. You name. think they just unplugged the matrix and plugged it back in? They just hit uh, Control Alt Delete because it's 1990 whatever. Oh yeah, and and that that's all it needed. <laughs> maybe so uh, here's what i'll say about about the the trailer i felt like the use of the the music cues from the original i mean just like the building of the music in the trailer i think was the thing that stood out the most for me because yeah you, know, you don't really know what's going on the characters don't seem to know who they are but i did like the way that the that the music built through it and the music was always a big part of the original matrix trilogy um so and again i i think i agree with everyone else right the first one was fantastic the next two, there was, you know, there was a few scenes that were standout, but the story-wise wasn't that great in part two and three. So, Kev's play- fun with filters over on Kev's uh, nope. cam right nope. now. No, all right. Nope. Um, so let's let's move on. Uh, anything else, Sandwich? You have anything else about uh, the Matrix? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up watching it somewhere. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see it. Um, is that that could be on HBO Max? Did I hear? I thought I heard uh, that yeah, too, but is. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's HBO Max. It's another dual release where it will be HBO Max and in theaters. I'm pretty sure. So that leads right into the next uh, news item there. So Disney's movie slate, uh, including the Eternals, West Side Story, they're going to get that 45 day window like uh, Shang Chi. 45 day window. Yeah, except for Encanto, which is going to have a 30 day window. So on the 45 day window, let's talk about that for a minute. On the 45 day window. Are they talking about it goes in the movie theater and then 45 days later it's available on Disney Plus or is it available on Disney Plus Premium? I believe that it just goes straight to Disney Plus after 45 days, but I will double check. That's great if that's the case because the the premium thing I think is a little ridiculous. Did I tell you last week that I broke down and got Black Widow? I think I did, right? Can we talk about that? (laughs) You You only have like another week to wait. I just couldn't. I just couldn't wait anymore. I was just, I just wanted to see it. And I really liked it, I should say. Um, I thought it was really well done. I loved, um, I loved nearly all the characters in it. I thought, uh, what's his name? The the terrible Hellboy. Uh, I thought his Red Guardian was great. A great character. And, you know, some of the rest of them as well. And we're clearly going to get more, uh, 
uh, Yelena Baslova, her sister, we're clearly going to get her and that end credit. It's, you know what, if you haven't seen it too bad, it's way past the embargo. The, um, the end credit scene with um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, oh, yeah. So is that going to play Rudy. into the show, you think? What's that? Is that going to play into the show, you think? I think it's all going to play into I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus is building a team of Avengers that is like controlled Dark Avengers? by yeah like the Dark Avengers because now she's got two. It's she has Walker. Also the Thunderbolts potentially, right? Like those are similar. Oh yeah, actually oh, yeah, 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 I yeah. mean but you know but the Thunderbolts are exactly that. The Thunderbolts are like a government controlled Avengers team. So um if it if it is the Thunderbolts then they've got two of them already. They've got Walker. They got the Walker cap, and they have the uh, Yolanda um, Black Widow. Uh, and then, you know, they could potentially have the Red Hulk in Thunderbolt Ross. Um, they could potentially, rather than having the Red Hulk, they could potentially have Abomination who is popping back up again in at least two different properties. Shang-Chi was one and rumor has it. She-Hulk will be the next. And if that Tim Roth came back for uh, uncredited lines in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, I mean, they haven't, you know, like if you, if you look at it that way, they're definitely building, they're building something with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, you know, if it's Thunderbolts or if it's, you know, some kind of dark Avengers team controlled by Hydra or what's left of Hydra or aim or whatever it is that they're going to do. Um, they're clearly building blocks of it are happening, man. If they, if they bring red Hulk and then that's how the Thunderbolts get their name would also make sense. You know, this is his team. Like maybe he's the one uh, kind of funding or pushing it, Julia Louis Dreyfus. That be, would be, yeah, it could be, it could be that it could be the reason they call them the Thunderbolts. But I think the reason for bringing Tim Roth and the abomination back is that they don't have to go down the road of the red Hulk. Yeah. They don't just, have, that's that, a lot of, that's a lot of explaining off screen. That's a lot of exposition to do. And it's also kind of a, it's also turning the character, you know, the kind of government connection character into a, a different sort of character. And I don't see the point in doing that. Yeah. When they already have, they have a big monstrous, uh, semi-similarly created character, which if they're shadowy versions of the Avengers, it, Abomination is the natural choice in the MCU for that role. We don't have an Iron Man yet. We don't have a, you know, we don't have a Hawkeye yet. Um, you know, there are, there, there are more slots, I think, that can be filled. We just have to wait and see how they fill them. It could be. Um, did you guys see um, the short? I don't remember what it's called. Is it something like "Hail to the King" on Disney Plus? Yeah, the, the one shot with, with the actor, with Reginald. Uh, yeah, with, with yeah, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, with with uh, yeah, with him. Uh, what's the excuse name? me, the Sir Ben Kingsley? Sir Ben Kingsley, and but they also had Justin Hammer in there. That's right. Just, just, Justin Hammer was also in there and Justin Hammer could easily lead to another sort of Iron Man sort of thing, you know, like a suit of armor, you know, one of the, 
you know, there've been so many suits of armor, bad guys that it would be easy to probably pick one and just kind of, you know, they named drop the crimson dynamo in, uh, in black widow. They did. That was really hysterical. You know, that was, and, and they called him something else. Then they call him like the crimson. Didn't she call him the wrong name? And he, and, and red guardian corrected her. Right. Well, I think she called him crimson dynamo and he said, no red guardian. I thought, but but it's I guess, what it was. Yeah. No, no, no. There's some he kind said, of thing. No, I'm sure he said that. Didn't she say something like you were off like fighting Crimson something? And he goes Crimson Dynamo or something like that. Whatever it is. The point is, is that there, there's enough fodder in the MCU for them to fill out this team. So, so anyway. let, let me ask one quick question about that after yes. credits. So yes. originally that would have aired long before. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Do you think that? Do you think that 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 seeing Falcon and Winter Soldier and getting introduced to Julia Louis Dreyfus uh, Val first made the end credits better or worse, or or does it, no, did it not I, matter I when you see her? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter because it's really if you look at it, even if you look at it as the first time Julia Louis Dreyfus appears, it's the same thing that they did with Walker. You don't really know who she is. You don't know what she's doing, but she has information and she's clearly recruiting them. So it's a question of, you know, I think six is one and a half dozen the other. I think they're exactly the same scene in many ways, except that it sounds to me like she has something on Yolanda versus just straight out saying you still want to fight for your country or whatever the hell she says to Walker to get him on her side. Um, I just think that whatever the tools are may be different because the characters are different, but the idea is still exactly the same. So I don't think it would have mattered if it was actually the scene. And the speculation is also that they could have filmed that scene after the scene that they filmed with Walker and deciding based on the release problems that they needed to, you know, change. There could be a whole other scene that we didn't get to see um as a result of the delay in the release that they're like nope we got to cut that that doesn't work anymore and let's quick let's get them in here and let's film this you know scene just like the one we did in falcon winter soldier so we'll see so we have armor wars coming up as well yes so justin hammer would be good in that i don't know what i'm thinking i don't know if he's slated for it I don't know that he is either but i'm thinking if it's armor wars there has to be some other side other than Don Cheadle. So if there's another side other than Don Cheadle, Hammer instantly comes to mind. In, in the comics, who was who was the other side of the Armor Wars? Wasn't it Hammer? It wasn't Obadiah Stane, right? Was it Hammer? I don't remember. Honestly. Yeah, I, I wasn't... I mean, I don't... I wasn't do reading at the time of those. Who was on the other side of the Armor Wars? Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And let you know us else, know. guys, I just realized I forgot my homework from last week. I don't know who Eric the Paladin is. <laughs> wow. Good callback. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, right before the break. Let's let's finish up this uh, this article okay. here. So I, it does not say anything about them going to the premiere access at the end of the 45 days. So it should just be available on your Disney okay. Plus at the end. Uh, then they did also re... Uh, they pushed some things back. So for release dates... Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley got pushed to December 17th. The Bob's Burger movie is May 27th of 2022. 
The Little Mermaid live action is now May of 2023. And then I think we mentioned it before, but Top Gun Maverick is pushed to May of 2022. And Mission Impossible 7 is September of 2022. So they're just kind of pushing things out because they want to make sure they get those theatrical, that theatrical money. Yep. All right. So uh, let's let's switch from uh, the the Disney World. Well, let's stick with Disney World. Let's talk about uh, what if a little bit. Now I know there's an embargo on certain episodes, but it's getting dark over in the What If universe. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean the so what? Go ahead, sandwich. Which, go ahead, Dom. Can I say, for some reason? I really haven't liked any of them past the first two. Really? I don't know why. I just re- like I, I, and it's not me trying to be like, oh, I don't like it. But I, I just something about it. I just I couldn't. I didn't dig the other after the first two. I didn't really dig them as much. That's I don't know what it is. I love I'm not them. even saying I, they're I bad. Think they're great. I'm not even saying it's not even me saying like, oh, they're bad. They're not bad. I just. I don't know. I couldn't really get behind them as much. They're just—they're not feel-good stories after the first two, right? I mean, yeah, you know, the, the the last yeah. three, and I haven't seen—I haven't seen the most recent one, um, but the last three. So what we had—we had zombies was the most recent one that I've seen, and then we had you know what if the Avengers never formed, and what if uh, uh, Doctor Strange broke his heart, right? Those are the those are the last three that I've seen, and all three of those just one is darker than the other. They just—it's just very big downer over there at the what if. You know, it's not a feel-good story. Good. I mean, yeah, it's true. It, we it, have it, the feel-good stories. You know, I, I like the fact that they're they're being a little bit more risky and a little darker in, in these what-ifs because the point of what-if is exactly that. You know, the world the world has kind of... Uh, uh, the, the MCU world is kind of stayed the way that it has and uh, in peace and has gotten past and through things and so on and so forth. And it's done that because these characters have made the choices that they've made in the standard MCU. So they're saving the world and the universe and all those things. And these stories about, well, what if they turned left instead of right, you know, and we get the world just falls apart. I think it's a brilliant, I think it's brilliant to show how bad things would be without the Avengers. That's a brilliant uh, a brilliant idea it was a brilliant idea when they started doing it in the 60s or 70s or whatever the hell it was and uh, uh in the comics and uh i i think it's a brilliant idea now I, there's some of them i just want more of and that captain carter episode is fantastically popular they have now uh on the on, on the toy front let's just talk about the toy front for a minute uh on, on this you know there was a full line of marvel legends that was announced for what if and there is also an additional figure of the hydra stomper who is which is like a big figure you know a premium size figure hot toys has also teased a hydra stomper 12 inch scale figure and in the picture that they showed there is clearly a captain carter on his back so one assumes that the possibility exists that Hot Toys will also announce a Captain Carter 12-inch figure. I mean, that's pretty good stuff, man. That's pretty exciting. But let me take it one step further. This week, Hot Toys announced not one, 
but two different cause babies based on just the Captain Carter episode of What If. There is a two-pack. There's a skinny Steve Rogers and Hydra Stomper, sort of a two-pack. And then there's a Hydra Stomper with Captain Carter on its back. So the Cos Babies are kind of the super deformed stylings of Hot Toys. Uh, you can go look those up. Go over to sideshow.com. I think they're I think they're up for pre-order over there. Um, and yeah, and those uh, uh, and that's just from the one episode. And I'm really hoping. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm really hoping in What If season two we maybe get another episode or a longer version of the story of Captain Carter. Cause I want to know what happens next. And yes, I'm a big Captain America fan and so on and so forth. And all of this is true. And any content that uh, involves those characters and those sort of, um, you know, the character in that sphere, I always want more of, you know, but this was just exceptionally well done that first one and i'm really excited about the you know all of the sort of support that it's getting from all over the place so here's the rumor that i heard about what if as they move on to season two was that the captain carter character is going to be one of the recurring characters and when you saw in i think it was in the end of the avengers what if the avengers never happened that captain carter gets pulled to modern day right out of the yeah, uh, you know, which would then, you know, you wonder if there's going to be an elderly Steve Rogers somewhere when the, the when we next see Captain Carter in the modern day with you know with Nick Fury and and whatever incarnation they they move right. on in that universe. But so I had heard that Captain Carter is one of the recurring is going to be a if not the only like major storyline that they follow that they follow along as they go into season 100% two. Percent behind that. Whatever gets me closer to my. Uh, one sixth scale Hydra Stomper. Uh, I'm all for that. So, will, will its knees bend? Wait, no, wait, that's for segment two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll talk about that later. All right. So, let's wrap up the Disney Plus stuff here before we uh, go on to a break. You guys heard about the Muppet, Muppet Haunted Mansion coming this Halloween to a Disney Plus screen near you? Yeah. I saw something about that. I just wonder. I just thought, is, I'd... Is it just going to be the Muppets in the Haunted Mansion, or is it going to be a remake of the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie with the Muppets? I don't know. I feel like it has to be the latter, doesn't it? Like another Haunted Mansion story, but the Muppets. So I think it's, I don't know, it's a weird... Either way, it's too scary for Sandwich. <laughs> that, that's, that goes past the line, that's a horror movie for you, and you're, and you're out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you say Haunted, nope. Sandwich is out. All right, well, what about... SFS. What about Moon Knight? When is Moon Knight coming out? That I don't think they. I think they're filming, so I think we have a while before Moon Knight. Yeah, Oscar Isaac is, think, seems to be very happy with the way that it's going. Well, I mean, he's happy with the way everything goes, but that doesn't make it good. He was happy the way his apocalypse came out, but that doesn't make it good. <laughs> was he? Did he say that he, he loved was it? Happy with the, he was happy with the Disney prequels, but that didn't make them good. You know, like, I mean, just because the guy says it's going well, that doesn't mean it's good. Oh. Um, I'm hoping he's right here in this case, but I don't know. Yeah, well, we're gonna also going to get some more Poe Dameron in the uh, Lego form in uh, the Lego Star Wars Halloween special. Ooh. So we got a Christmas Lego Halloween. We got a Lego Christmas special last year. So this year we're going to get a Lego Star Wars Halloween special. So that's all the yeah. excitement coming to Disney Plus in the near term. 
What about over on Paramount Plus? We just talked about in the top story, the new head of Paramount. They're going to be releasing the 4K version director's cut, director's edition of Star Trek The Motion Picture, one of the most boring films of all time. Yeah, so I'm sure the director's cut will make it much better, just like the Snyder cut made uh, made Justice League a way better film. Directors, I mean, director's cuts always tighten things up, right? They always just tighten it up, make it just... Look, look, the director's cuts of Lord of the Rings are brilliant. The director's cuts of The Hobbit are not really brilliant, but they're not, you know, they're not wholly unacceptable. The director's cut of Justice League took shit and piled shit on it and then polished it it polished the pile of shit that's how i mean that's just physics if you take a pile of shit and you pile more shit on it it is a bigger pile of shit that is just the way things work now is that going to be the case with star trek i mean i suspect yes in the sense that it wasn't a really good movie to begin with and giving us a director's cut and 4K and all these other bells and whistles. I'm going to watch it. Don't get me wrong, you know, but I'll, I'll slow down and watch a good train wreck also. So it's, you know, like I, I want to see it. I'm a, tr- I'm a Star Trek fan. I've been a Star Trek fan forever, you know? And, uh, and even though that movie came out way before I was born, I still want to see, you know, I still want to see how they're able to, take it and you know according to them make it better yeah so i mean again i i could go for star trek 2 4k i mean you know there's nothing that's one of the best movies of all time star trek 2 but star trek was just it, it lost so much of the what you got in the show you know it didn't translate the show very well and then when they got to star trek 2 and from star trek 2 on they they were much better interpretations of those characters and and continuing of the the, the pathos of the show i think but anyway, right. uh, while we're on Paramount Plus, just for a minute. Oh, yeah, go ahead. They also, I don't know if you saw, did you see the trailer for Picard? I don't know if you've seen the trailer. I've just seen that, that Q's going to be in it and the Borg Queen. Yeah, the Borg Queen was in the new trailer, yeah. right? Yeah, she was in the new trailer and it's Alice Krieg or Cringe or whatever the hell her name is um, from the from the movie. So it's the same actress uh, as the board queen in the movie. Yeah, it's the same actress. Yeah. And of course, it's a time caper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Traveling back to 21st century Earth. Mm. So. Well, and Q's, Q's in it. So Q's going to be going to be facilitating that, I'm sure. Q. Yeah. Well, it looks like the basic premise is Q. The, the, the test is still going on or whatever the hell Q is about. Yeah. From a hundred years ago, I barely remember. And yeah, so he shows up and Picard says, I'm too old to deal with this or whatever he says. And he's wrong. He's not wrong. He shakes his fist um, at the cloud. Yeah, basically. And, and apparently I guess Q goes back in time and turns the Federation into some authoritarian regime or something where Picard is somehow the Hitler <laughs> it's like, oh i don't something and they have to go back to the 21st century in order to fix it blah 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 and what does this sound like you know yeah. so uh yeah i mean basically um i wasn't really thrilled with the first season i have to be honest a lot of people are like you know 
especially next gen fans are like, oh my God, it was amazing. I did not think it was amazing. And I'm a big next gen fan. I did not think it was amazing. One, two, I find it interesting that this is the direction they're going with season two. Um, and so I don't know, like I, I really want good Star Trek and I think it's going to come from, um, I think it's going to come from the new, what's it called? Uh, something worlds, uh, whole new world, strange new worlds or whatever, whatever the new, the one with Christopher Pike, uh, and Rebecca Romaine, uh, is in it also. And, uh, uh, others, they just announced, uh, they had a fan uh, 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 expo recently where they they introduced sort of the cast of this show. And it's the guy um, from Discovery who's playing Christopher Pike. It's going to be Christopher Pike. It's going to be um, characters that we saw in the original series and in the original pilot, but not all of them because they don't have that old grumpy doctor uh, in it uh, right. from, from the original pilot. But the black doctor whose name escapes me at the moment um the character's name escapes me at the moment um who was in a few episodes of next uh, of the original series they have someone who's playing nurse chapel they have someone who is, is she also playing... doing the voice of the computer because it's the I same person i don't right? know i mean that would be continuity yes yeah. that should be what happens um uh, they have someone playing uhura cadet uhura Will apparently be on the Enterprise. I would. I suppose it's not going to be Zoe Saldana, right? No, it's not Zoe Saldana. It's not even anyone like Zoe Saldana. So, um, so there's that. And then they uh, they listed off a few. They showed off a few other characters as well. So I don't know. I'm I'm really interested. I have really great hopes for that one. Um, I've kind of I haven't given up on anything. I'll still watch them, even though they're painful. I mean, come on. I got through all of Voyager. I can get through all of Discovery and Picard, even though I'm really not. I, I'm struggling to get through season one of Discovery. One. And they're on what? Season four coming up, I think. And I'm still struggling on season one. Picard, I didn't. I, I, I liked the sort of throwbacky nature of Picard. But overall, I, I wasn't really a huge fan of season one. I haven't seen any lower decks yet, but I hear that's brilliant. And I'm looking forward to this new show. And there's another new show as well, something to do with Nickelodeon. Um, I posted a, some sort of teaser that they had uh, for it on our Facebook page. You can go over there and check that out. I can't remember what that one's called. But uh, that's another Star Trek show that's coming, perhaps to Nickelodeon, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I need to invest some time in in the Star Trek stuff. I made time for Picard, but and uh, you know, Lower Decks is easy because they're just very short little animated episodes. So I... I I watched the first season of that, but I haven't seen any of the other Paramount Plus Star Trek stuff, so I need to, to invest some time in that, I think. But, I mean, I'm still struggling to get through, you know, I mean, I haven't finished Titans yet, and I know Doom Patrol is either back or coming back, and that I really am excited about. I know you haven't, have you even finished uh, Doom Patrol Season 2? No. I would put that above the Star Trek stuff. It's I, good. Haven't, I haven't finished Season 1. Oh, man, come on. It Then you got to watch it. it. I mean, it's good. I don't know why you don't like it. I just don't see what there is to not like either. about it. it it's I, you know it's why? quirky, it's I interesting, revere, it's fun. I revere the source material too much, probably. Yeah, well, that's... But that that's... said, I revere the source material for Umbrella Academy, too, and I'm chomping at the bit for season three there, so... Yeah. Damn which, have we ever talked about Star Trek? 
we already did the. I know I have to watch it at some point. I just don't know when. Oh boy, they're just stacking up these sandwich shop ideas. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's. Sandwich presents the original series of Star Trek. That's a that's a whole adventure. That's, that's a lot of sandwich shop. That's me just doing it. Yeah, that's a spinoff. That's a spinoff series, spinoff podcast. Sandwich watches Star Trek. Sandwich. Yeah, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, that's when the sandwich shop has run its course. Then we go back and we're like, the sandwich watches dot dot dot, <laughs> and then the episode is like. Uh, Space Seed from the original series, or but a sandwich shop gonna get canceled soon. Ooh, <laughs> new show. Sandwich you shop never know. We're gonna reboot. We're gonna reboot the sandwich shop with uh, the. With oh, we're else. gonna renumber it too. A reimagining. Yeah, that we're gonna do. We're definitely gonna renumber it. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's keep moving on. We got to finish up the first segment here. So, uh, why the last man premieres tonight on uh, FX? Is it FX that it's on? I thought it was yeah, on. Yeah. I thought it's it was on. It's HBO FX or FXX. Or... It's FXX, I think. And then you can. I think you can watch it on Hulu though the next day. Oh yeah, Hulu. Yeah. 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 And I'm, then I'm looking forward to seeing that. And speaking of FX shows, if you're not watching what we do in the shadows, which has already been renewed for season four, season three is out now, and that's a fantastic uh, show based on uh, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi's uh, short. Well, it was a short, which then became a film, which has then inspired this show. And if you like vampires, speaking of vampires, that would be something good for Sandwich Shop to to watch. The movie What We Do in the Shadows would be a great movie. You don't, I mean, you don't have to watch the whole series. Horror in front of this kid. He's oh, scared. it's not really. It's it's more comedy than that. But okay, so we we can keep moving on. Um, let's 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 just talk comic books, and then we'll end the first segment today. Uh, did really? you see that we want to end the show? Cause it's like the sun is going down. I know. Well, I, I you still oh, got a bunch of stuff to down? talk about in, in segment two. So let's talk comics real quick. Uh, did you see first appearance of Spider-Man sold at auction? How much? The amazing um, fantasy 15 for the record. 1.4 yeah, million. Oh, double that. Three. Oh, wait, no, 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 we got prices, right rules. Hold on, hold on. Prices, right rules. <laughs> Kev, what's your what's your answer? Two point eight million. He said double it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna two point nine. <laughs> two point nine oh one. This is right. I bet one dollar. Yeah, no, it was three point six million. Hey, for, for an amazing fantasy fifteen. So I remember we were talking about the uh, the Mario game not that long ago that was still in the box that sold for all those millions of dollars but you know so yeah. again these things i have to be getting more and more rare as time goes on just because they're, they're harder to keep in good condition um that's true and they're they're not really float a lot of them floating around with to begin with yeah so that's something you you jump in the time machine and get not you know watch I'll watch shogun shogun with <laughs> uh with scott's mom my mom would appreciate the company because you know the rest of us she was like would you guys shut up in there i'm trying to watch richard carradine uh no, why, why do I keep saying Richard Carradine? Carradine, wow! It's not David Carradine. It's Richard Chamberlain, who she Chamberlain. loved. Uh, I'm trying to watch Richard Chamberlain. Be quiet. It's him and Elvis. Those are the two. I mean, you know, I had to. I would have she to leave the room. Knew. Yeah, I know exactly. Exactly. She had no idea. She had no idea. <laughs> no um, one had any idea. Yeah, back in the day, he didn't. Uh, so did you see a couple of things in the comics? Did you see the new? There's going to be a new Hulk number one. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be called. But they're ending the current run of Immortal Hulk with yeah, a, with issue fifty. Makes me very the guy's upset. leaving. The writer is leaving. I believe it's the writer or the artist. One of them is leaving Marvel for good. 
Yeah. I read that article somewhere. There's a bunch of people who are leaving Marvel and they're just like, we're never coming back. So what must that environment be like to just walk away from Marvel? Um, and it has a lot to do with creator own stuff as well. A lot of them are going out uh, on their own to do their own sort of independent things. Good for them. I think they should, especially in light of, um, you know, the fact that there's these billion dollar movies uh, being made of stuff that, you know, that they may have worked on, but did not create uh, on, you know, but there's also, you know, billions and millions being made on stuff that people who are alive actually created or contributed to and are getting nothing for it. So walking away and putting out your own sort of, I don't know, Jupiter's legacy uh, may be worth doing for some of these guys, yeah. even so, if it is Jupiter's legacy. Yeah, it looks like the new artists or the new uh, team is uh, Donny Cates and Ryan Otley, if those names mean anything to you. Nope. Not a thing. So Hulk number one, but now it's going to be Space Hulk. Space Hulk, the the Smashtronaut. Uh, apparently, he's got some kind of suit that lets him travel around through space. And what seems to be interesting about this is you Nothing. see you see you see Bruce kind of sitting in a chair as if he's piloting the Hulk, like he's somewhere locked in the body. And like, what does that mean for the Hulk versus Bruce? You know, they're they're distinct personalities, right? Yes. So Bruce is They're now separate just, entities. Just, Bruce is just driving the Hulk now in Hulk number one. Well, we'll see. I'm so just not um, as a Hulk fan. Immortal Hulk, in my opinion, is one of the better runs they've done of Hulk in a while. And the fact they're ending it and doing fucking Voltron Hulk, I guess, or you know, whatever you want to call it, space. I'm doing the wrong song. The, the reason that I think it's just... Oh, I remember it. There you go. So over it. You know what? I, th I think this too, going back to what Scott said a little while ago about people leaving, I think we're in like an entertainment space now. Where people are realizing, like, you don't have to aspire to work for Marvel or DC or, like, whatever the name brands are. People are realizing you don't have to just aspire to work for them. You can make a path for yourself now in this day and age with the internet and just the way you can expose yourself so well that you can really kind of do your own thing. And if it's good enough, you'll catch. You don't need to be, this, like... This day and age... They're all looking for content. So if you get something that has a hook, I'm yeah. amazed, amazed that Saga has not been made into a TV show yet. Yeah. I'm I'm beside myself. If ever there was a property that could translate to a TV show, it's Saga. And they haven't, I haven't heard a thing in probably years about it. But, you know, they were on a big hiatus for a couple of uh, years there. So, and they're coming back, but. You know, I, I want to take a, a moment, recognize the roadblock uh, joining us on the Patreon um, uh, la, la, live feed. feed. Yeah, there you go. And with that, gentlemen, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 651, uh, the one we haven't named yet. But we uh, will. To a, to a break. 
Uh, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff, TNG, directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Nicholas Brendan from a show called Life. I laugh in the face of danger, then I hide until it goes away. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Pie Day Productions in sunny Southern California, and Big Kefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing 
ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, field pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at BuiltXWing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. When Kevin returns to this side of the, of the planet, he will officially know what number we are on Build X-Wing. Because even though he wrote it down, he forgot. That's right. I can't remember where blame I wrote that on it him. Down. I am blaming it on him. He I can't remember where I wrote it down. I said 88. I'm pretty sure it's 88, but he doesn't believe me. I don't think you're right. That's what's what's the over-under on that? Know. All right. Are we putting money on the line? Why don't... Price is right rules. Pick a number. Everybody, here, will, everybody here, will throw five here. bucks in the I'll kitty. I'll put Shogun on the line. If I get it right, he has to do the sandwich shop and watch Shogun. <laughs> you are not getting out of Shogun. No matter what happens, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you are doing Shogun. We should put a sandwich shop on the line then. <laughs> no. Why not? No. You're not confident in yourself? It has nothing to do with my confidence. Mm, Let's talk about okay. Hasbro. The wonderful gonna, world of Hasbro? Gonna, yeah. And so for quite a while now, Hasbro has been doing these fan first. You know, it used to be fan first Friday. And they would come on on YouTube and they would have a little prepared video where they would um, talk about upcoming releases uh, for Star Wars and Marvel. You know, there were different ones. Fan first Friday, Star Wars. Fan first Friday, Marvel Legends. Fan First Friday, Transformers, and so on. So, um, and, and I have to say, the reason we're we're going to talk about this today is that I have become such a fan, really, uh, even to my own shock, I've become such a fan of the the Marvel Legends uh, presentation, and such a detractor for the star wars presentations because i don't know what's happening over at hasbro with regards to star wars it's like they've it's like they've given up and if they've given up that's fine then let them give up but for goodness sake we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about the drop that just happened the um the fan first whatever day it was uh the other day and i told 
the guys uh, sandwiched and uh, West Coast Scott, they needed to check this video out because I saw it and just was thrown into a rage. Now, what they do in these videos is you have a couple of the marketing guys and a couple of the design guys that come on and they talk about the releases. And Marvel Legends has been killing it lately with these videos. I mean, they're really good. They literally had one today. Did you get a chance to see that one, Scott? Yes. I like the I, Spider-Man one. Yeah, I, I agree that the, the biggest difference to me seemed like the people at the Marvel Legends were excited. They were into it. And it just it seemed a lot more upbeat and yeah. it just, you know, and then the, the Star Wars one was much more, you know, here's what we got. It felt less organized and they didn't have that yeah. much to talk about. And that's, well, that's part of the issue. And we're going to talk about that today. But Marvel Legends has been killing it lately with regards to releases uh, and pre-release information and so on and so forth. Obviously, Galactus just passed. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but I want to talk about this unbelievable star wars presentation that we just had so what we have is we have patrick and jing i think her name is from marketing and we have chris from design they come on and they have not done one of these since i think june i think it's been about three months since they did one and they opened by saying you know hey guys you know we showed you a lot of new stuff back in june and and we've shown you new stuff over the summer here and there and, you know, in different places they've been showing what they consider new things. And so it's almost like they're setting you up right from the beginning to be disappointed. You know, they're saying how much new stuff they've shown right before they're supposedly doing a video to show us new stuff. Uh, and the script is terrible. And they are clearly reading off a script. Watch Patrick who I think Patrick's a nice guy and all that. But as a presenter, that sort of plastered on sort of smile that he does all the time and his laugh is just like, he speaks like this. I'm speaking and I'm very excited about Star Wars. And now I'm laughing. Ha 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 ha. Okay, guys. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. You know what he reminds me of? Remember, um, what was the movie? Uh, Get Your Ass to Mars. That one. Uh, Total Recall. Total Recall. Remember, to remember Johnny Cab from Total Recall? Johnny Patrick Cab. Patrick reminds me of Johnny Cab uh, from Total. Are you all right, Sandwich? What the hell are you looking at? It's I'm like just... you're having a stroke. He's just buckled Walking in for your rant. Just staring up. Um, yeah, so, and Patrick's the nicest guy on the planet. I just think as a presenter, uh, he makes one hell of a plumber. You know, like he just, I, I mean, he's, I just, I, I'm honestly, the, the three of them this time around, I just was like, I just, I, I don't get it. And it's such a contrast to the three Marvel guys, such a contrast that it's almost jarringly different. And the other thing that I have to say, besides the, the scripted nature of the thing, and the Marvel Legends one, I think, is probably scripted to an extent also, but I don't feel that way when I watch one of the Marvel videos. And I feel like the Star Wars one is not only scripted, but it's poorly scripted. You know? And then, so look at Patrick. Like, throughout most of the video, he's looking off to one side while he's speaking. That's right, guys. Coming up is the da ba ba, and you know we love you guys, and we are doing this for the fans, and ba ba ba. And he's looking off to one side the whole time. It's a little bizarre. It's, I mean, really, it's a little, it's a little strange. 
let's talk about what they uh, what they talked about um, really quickly because literally we could go through this. Oh, and the other thing is they have to stop speaking in PR language. They have got to stop using um, uh, 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 the lingo of PR and marketing because if if either Jing or Patrick, particularly Patrick, used the word expression one more time, I was going to jump out a goddamn window, you know, and we have these figures coming in this expression. And they're not talking about the figure of the face. They're talking about like, oh, it's the Mandalorian or it's Black Series in this expression, in this expression. There's a couple of other though, uh, of those uh, words that I'm going to touch on that they just, it's not language that any collector needs to hear or needs to understand. And why is it that I never hear it? Marvel doesn't go in our Spider-Man expression, in our retro expression, and so on and so forth. So many times. It's a drinking game. It's almost the Patrick from Hasbro drinking game. Every time Patrick or anybody in a Star Wars video says uh, expression, you take a drink. Like literally, that's what it is. And you would be drunk before it. The thing was less than an hour. You'd be drunk halfway through. Let's talk about some of the things. Um, they are doing another version of the open prototype edition of their vintage collection, uh, which is uh, basically it's the three and three quarter Star Wars figures from the 70s which they have redone, reissued on those kind of cards. It's called their retro collection. And in 2019, they introduced the prototype edition concept, which is they took plastic in all different colors and cast, you know, like the head in one color and the arms in a color and this thing in a color and, did, and put it together. And it's supposed to represent the cast and molding process um, where we get prototypes for Star Wars figures. So for guys like me who collect prototypes, you know, it's basically what they're doing is they've taken old modes, they're just blowing any color plastic in there and putting them out. You know, like it's supposed to be like, you know, a P they, they, they said something along the lines of it being like a, a peak inside the process of making the action figures, except that they're all retro figures and so on. 2021, they did Boba Fett, and now they've announced the Stormtrooper. Now there's and this time. Kev, there's no be... there's no paint on those, right? It's just it's just a oh, color. So it's basically it's like plastic. it's like it's like a like a bottle episode of a TV show, right? We're trying to save money by creating this show all in one location with no very very low cost. This uh, prototype only, is a is a yeah. is a cheap 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 way to create a yeah. quote unquote product. Yeah, it's basically it's basically. Not only do we get reuse and reissue from current Star Wars figures, they've now done it with the shit from the 80s. And furthermore, in addition to re-releasing -re those figures from the 80s on retro cards and calling them retro figures, now we're getting them in crazy colors of different plastic. You know, I was in the room when they announced Vader in 2019, and there, there was just gasps and laughter about what a stupid idea this was. And what a waste of plastic because what star Wars fans want is new and more star Wars figures. They don't want figures from 40 years ago or 45 years ago, whatever the, the, the amount of time is, they don't want them uh, reissued. They want that plastic used 
on new figures or updated figures. Uh, not not these ridiculous side projects. And I cannot believe that they're doing another one of these. I almost got laughed out of the building when they announced Boba Fett this way. And now they're doing a Stormtrooper? Okay, well, all right. Also, do, yeah, Scott. So, but people must be buying them or they wouldn't keep doing it, right? I don't, you know, but you, there are guys who buy everything. But right. that doesn't mean that the vocal majority of Star Wars fans are talking about how much they don't like these. Yeah. But how much they don't like the reuse. We're going to get to that in a minute. Okay. Hold, hold that thought. Um, I also don't need to hear available for pre-order every single time there is a product. If you take a minute at the end of the video to go, okay, so available for pre-order tomorrow are these items. Available for pre-order on this date are these items. Available for pre-order never are these items, which should never be an item. In this day and age, every item should be available for pre-order on, Has on Hasbro Pulse. This is what they, they established this. And now they're like, and, and, they do, and they're doing it. Well, well, we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute because uh, they had a comment about that too, which I'm also going to go off on. Let's move on. So real quick, Kev, it felt yeah. like it felt like QVC, right? Like poorly done. Like, you know, yeah. here's my product. And then, okay, now we're going to move on. This is only available for the next 20 minutes. I mean, it it, it, yeah. it had that cheesy feel to it. Yeah. Um, and that, you're right that with that, that pre-order on every single one telling you every when you can do it. Thing. Yeah. And it will be available at these retailers. Hey, here's an idea. How about Star Wars figures should be available at every retailer? Yes. They should be at Target and Walmart and, and any other retailer that can carry them. The fact that I have to go hunting around for things is this is not the way in the 21st century, no pun intended on the Mandalorian there, but this is not the way, you know? And the fact is they put out limited quantities as it is. I don't care what anybody says. It's all limited quantities. And when they put them out, there's one case that goes to a Walmart and then it's gone. It never comes back. How the hell am I supposed to do? And I can't pre-order and pre-order, you know, if there's items that I can't pre-order. And what about the ones that I can, that the pre-ordering on Walmart and, and especially Target is so fucked up that you can't even like, it's, it's like a circus. It's another one of those who can click the fastest, whose robot is faster so that they can get all of them uh, before I get the chance to get the one that I want. You know, it's ridiculous. Let's move on. Uh, Six-inch Gaming Greats Battlefront Two Jet Trooper, right? Is a repaint. Is just a repaint. There's nothing new about this figure. They said it's new that it has a backpack on. Okay, they've had other troopers that have had this backpack on. I, I'm pretty sure. It's it it amounts to all reuse and a repainted figure. Let's move on. The Mandalorian. Uh, the uh, the vintage carbonized. Now let's talk about this bullshit. Carbonized is they're basically taking uh, a metallic finish or metallic paints and painting figures with them, right? So instead of having just sort of a regular stormtrooper, you have uh, the carbonized stormtrooper. So what does that mean? It means he's all shiny and they're using a metallic-y looking paint on the character. Well, here's an idea. Oh, they refer to it, by the way, as a premium finish. <laughs> so it basically, all it is is a super high-gloss action figure. Well, if they're able to do this, 
with figures, then why can't they do it with figures where it's appropriate and not give me premium finish over flesh and what would amount to soft goods in three and three quarter figures? Let's take the armorer. The, the, the previous armorer, this is from Mandalorian, the previous one already had carbonized parts on it. The, the armor plates were carbonized. They were, they had the premium finish because they're armor parts and they're metal and it makes sense. Well, now they've gone back and they've done the whole figure, the soft goods, the skin parts, the gloves, the skirt, all of the parts are now in this premium metallic looking finish for what? I mean, yeah, that, that's almost like a, like a chase figure or a, you know, a, like those gold Funko Pops, yeah. right? It doesn't, you know, it's all one color. It doesn't make any they sense. Have no, it, well, it's not one color. It's different colors, but they, you know, it, it's like they have a skill. They found out that they can do something. They can make things look really shiny. So why is it that it's being applied to the entire figure instead of the parts of the figure, like the armor, where being really shiny makes sense because it's armor right furthermore they're on and on about packaging on and on and on about packaging across all expressions because i'm going to use the word now too uh across all the expressions they go on and on about how wonderful and magical the packaging is you printed it uh, and in the case of the carbonized the vintage collection carbonized they printed what was already the image on silver foil. So it's shiny and it looks carbonized. Big deal, big deal. And this is what you're doing Hasbro instead of putting out new figures. You know, there was a time when in a year Hasbro would put out like 35 new three and three quarter figures. They used to have a poster that came out every year that showed you all the figures that they were releasing that year or had released the year before, you know, they used to have these wonderful things. And now when you see at the end of this report, how many new figures there are, you're going to fucking, you're going to fucking be mad. Like I am, we're moving on. Also in the vintage carbonized, the incinerator trooper, which makes sense because it's a trooper Moff Gideon, you know, who is the bad guy from the Mandalorian, including his head, his skin, his cape, all carbonized. Why? Those parts aren't intended to be shiny. You know, if he's all greasy like that, then, you know, he needs some cocoa butter or whatever. You know, like, like it, it just doesn't make sense. Why on earth would you do that? The Shore Trooper, they have carbonized the Shore Trooper. And guess what? The Shore Trooper is tan, looks like the Shore. He's now gold because he looks gold. He looks like a muted sandy gold because they carbonized him. Doesn't make any damn sense. Um, and you know, here's the expression. Uh, oh, see, there I go again. Uh, here's, here's the term that they used with regards to nothing or, or certain items not being available for pre-order because they want to have a better pre-order experience for you, the fans. They're not putting certain things on pre-order. Why? If they want to have a better pre-order experience for fans, here's what they need to do. They need to allow their retailers, Target and Walmart in most cases, because everything seems to be an exclusive to Target and Walmart now. Uh, they need to they need to you know allow those guys to do pre-orders. That's fine. But every single toy that they make should be available to order on Hasbro Pulse. 
which means if they get an order of 8 billion uh, uh, carbonized Moff Gideons on Hasbro Pulse, then they should produce 8 billion of them for the fans that order them on Hasbro Pulse. But let's be honest. This is a big, giant corporation, and we're learning it more and more. It has little or nothing to do with the fans. And here's this is another example of that. Because there is a certain allotment for Hasbro Pulse. And then if you don't get it during that certain allotment, which, by the way, can't even be that many, because you know things sell out in three minutes on Hasbro Pulse. So it can't even be that big of an allotment. All right, we'll put 10,000 of them up on Hasbro Pulse, and that's it. Why? Why isn't it? There's an order window, and all the orders that we get in that window, we will fulfill through Hasbro Pulse. Why? Because that would piss off Walmart and Target, who are negotiating to have figures only available in their store or only available through their outlet, their online, and so on. So let me ask you a question there. So couldn't they pre-order them on Hasbro and then fulfill them through Target.com? Or, or is it the Target wants them to bring people no, into I'm, their stores as a, as a traffic? That's it. That's it. It's part of the part of the idea of of putting these things only on Target and Walmart. You know, you have lines that we're going to talk about today. The next one, in fact, some of the line is available on Target. Some is available on Amazon. One of them is available on Amazon. Some of them are available at Walmart. But the whole line is available no single place, I think, except Hasbro Pulse. But again, the seven of them that they will allow to be sold on Hasbro Pulse will probably sell out in two seconds. Let's talk about them. Black Series Credit Collection. So this is six-inch figures. All of them are repaints from the Mandalorian Season 1 figures. They're all repaints, but they've basically taken that brilliant credit art and they have found the character in the credit art in a way that they could repaint it and have repainted it using the the concept art as a guide each of them also comes with uh, a piece of like imperial credits you know a randomized color piece of imperial credits so that was the only part of the presentation that they sounded kind of excited about and it at least seemed interesting, but it's just, it is just ultimately a repaint. It's repaints. And not only is it repaints, it's not even repaints that, you know, like, you know, who should be excited about those? The custom guys, custom guys should be all over these things. And of course they'll be excited because that's more fodder for them to use for customs. Is anyone seriously like, Oh, I got to get more of the credit collection. You know, like, I love those after credit sequences, too. We talked about them on this show extendedly, how, what a brilliant idea it was to put the concept art on during the credits. Brilliant. Making toys out of them, when you have a rabid fan base who is dying for more action figures from this expression, being the Mandalorian, in this case, this expression, when you have fans who are dying for more characters of this and you put out the same ones again and guess what cooley and um cooley is the second one grief uh grief car uh carga is the third the first one i should say is is yet another mandalorian by the way so this is now i think his third or fourth release this particular mandalorian um 
And Cooley and Grief Karga, and that is, um, uh, you know, the little Ugnot guy and Grief Karga are in every store in the country hanging on the pegs. So why on earth would you then recolor these guys and put them back out? They're everywhere. Why on earth would you do? They are everywhere in the colors that actually people would want if they were actually going to collect these pieces. They're already out there. Maybe they're going to put them on their uh, on their razor crest that they're going to re-release in the concept art. Wait, wait, <laughs> we ain't get we ain't get there yet. Uh, uh, and I'm so I'm so sick of hearing, you know, they do things like this pre-order after every sentence they say they'll give us the pre-order info. And then they're going to go on for 15 minutes about the packaging. Well, we got this image. We wanted to respect the old style packaging. And this one, the credit collection has a crackling effect on it that makes it look kind of like the artwork. Uh, who cares? Where are the new fucking toys? It's fucking Star Wars. It's fucking Star Wars. Where are the new toys? And some of these are supposedly based on season two credit. Where are the season two figures? Any of them. But these, these uh, uh, repaints just get pumped out. We also have Moff Gideon who's basically just in a blue, it's the same figure in blue as the one they've already released, Black uh, Black Series 6 inch, you know? And uh, uh, they said also at this point in the video, they said they keep repeating the pre-order information to make it easier for us. No, they keep repeating it because they're killing time. That's why they're repeating it. The Armorer also... Uh, is part of this series. She looks completely ridiculous in the color scheme that they've chosen. And it's based on season one concept art where she's holding, I guess in the concept art, she's holding a jet pack. So they've put in some kind of gray unpainted jet pack in with her. And they're talking about how, how amazing it is that, that they, that they've been able to pack in an unpainted jet pack into this character that wasn't available with the mainline expression of these characters. It's amazing. They were able to put an extra piece of plastic in the box that wasn't available with the properly colored and more desirable original version of the armorer. They also use the term, uh, uh, is this another term I noted in my prep, in my, in my show prep, they use the term beats. You know, which is in the in the in the show beats, you know, in the beats of the show where they're getting this stuff from, you know, where they're saying, oh, that's that that was a moment right there. That's a beat. So we're going to we're going to seize on that. And that's how they led into the Mandalorian and Grogu two pack, um, which is going to help build out the world. Uh, Mandalorian and Grogu on Arvala seven. So what is this? This is the first Mandalorian figure released for at least, I think, the third time. And this time, though, he's covered in mud because he's fighting the Mudhorn 
if you remember that episode, trying to get the mudhorn egg included is the egg, which breaks apart and is, I think, just yellow inside. So I don't see what the point in breaking it apart is, unless you're going to have Jawas eating it. Um, and it also comes with another Grogu, which it, which has his eye cl eyes closed and he's using the force, like his hand is extended and he's using the force. So it's basically just Grogu with a repainted head. Uh, or a new head, depending on who you believe. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it's a new head. I've heard it's the old head, but they've just repainted it without the eyes on it. So it looks like his eyes are closed. The original Pram from season one also included in this uh, uh, two pack. And they go on and on about working with the factory and uh, unbelievable. They called it multi-dimensional painting. That's the effect that this special painting process has uh, to make it look like there's mud caked on the Mandalorian. So, so, so again, really, it's just a repaint yeah, to look like mud. They put some brown with, paint on the with, one they already had. With thick, all they used is thick brown paint that's, that's flat. They used thick brown flat paint. They've piled it on there so it's thicker. They use a thicker paint rather than a thinner paint. And that's that's the special working with the factory multi-dimensional painting. It's a fucking brown repaint of a Mandalorian figure that's been released at least three or four times at this point. We're moving on. Oh, uh, and by the way, that one, uh, there will not be a pre-order for that one because they want a better experience. For the fans so not allowing the fans to pre-order something and guaranteeing that they'll be able to get it on hasbro pulse that is a better experience going around trying to find it uh, 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 uh amongst all the retailers or whoever this one is going to be exclusive to maybe it's walmart i don't know that's a better experience for fans than being able to say okay hasbro pulse it's now on pre-order I don't have to worry about getting in there the moment it drops because um, there's a pre-order window and all the ones that they order in the pre-order window, they're going to guarantee that they're going to make. That is making the experience easier, Hasbro. Not eliminating opportunities to get the figure, but increasing those opportunities. I mean, for God's sake, who the hell thinks these are good ideas? It's unreal. Let's move on. They move then into the vintage collection. And the first thing they talk about is the trooper pack. They're now putting out a hundred years after being asked and begged and pleaded. They're putting out a trooper pack uh, of four stormtroopers, vintage collection stormtroopers, two regular blasters, two heavy blasters, and one guy has a pauldron. Okay. Now, this should be in your wheelhouse, right, Army Builder? Well, if I was one still, maybe, but I've so abandoned this at this point. And then, so it's basically the Vintage Collection Stormtroopers, as I said, in that sort of pack out. Then they go on to talk about the packaging and how, well, we, we put Hasbro on this package and, and not, uh, uh, and not uh, Kenner or whatever the hell, because, you know, this is a new expression so we're going to, you know, we're going to package it. And what we've done is we've gone with the 
you know, the line artwork that everyone likes so much on the vehicle boxes? You mean the black and white artwork because you're too cheap ass to color it in or to use photos around the whole box? Yeah, we know that. Well, now they're doing that with this little and they're taking beats and notes from that from that vehicle packaging that everyone loves so much, that vintage style vehicle packing, and they're applying it to the packaging for this squad builder, this army builder box that they're finally putting out 20 years after being asked. And it's all black and white, but just a little piece of red on it because you know, the pauldron is red. So we got to have a little, it's, and why on earth are they not giving Marvel legends credit? because they're just ripping off Marvel Legends. Marvel Legends has been doing army builders in plain black and white packaging for what, three years now, four years? And they've done what, there's gotta be seven of them at this point, doesn't there? And they've been doing it and doing exactly the same way, but they're talking about how, oh, we're, we're hearkening back to the packaging and the vehicles. No, you're hearkening back to what Marvel Legends has been doing already for a number of years so it, you're not hearkening anything unbelievable uh okay so we're moving on now they're going to show us uh former pipeline so they're showing us things that they previously have told us about in the pipeline meaning it's stuff that they formerly talked about either in other videos or other venues basically teases um and the first one right out of the gate is a figure you've already seen. They're all figures we've already seen. The whole presentation, with like two exceptions, are figures that we've already seen. Uh, and it's also a checkbox for the original 96. So what's the original 96? Do you guys know? No. So the original 96, they put out 96 action figures in the original Kenner run of Star Wars figures. And they have yet to remake them all in modern, uh, uh, modernizing them. Meaning in the vintage collection, which this is named, yeah, this is literally named, this collection is supposed to be, the vintage collection is supposed to be the hyper-articulated, fully uh, accessorized version of those figures that they made in the 80s. And they still have not made the original 96, all of the original 96 figures. They haven't updated all 96. And Vintage Collection has been around and then gone and then back again, and they still haven't done it. And what character is it that we're getting this time? It's the Emperor. The Emperor, who they call, by the way, Patrick calls, the biggest bad guy in Star Wars. Really? The Emperor is the biggest bad guy in Star Wars? Because I would have easily said Darth Vader. Hello? The Emperor is the biggest bad guy? Why? Because he pulls Vader's chain? What's he in? It, 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 you know, like, I... I, I not, yeah. not How much screen in. time does he have, really? Yeah. I mean, honestly. How much? You know, because just because they chose to choke us to death with him in the rise of skywalker that doesn't make it a, a a great choice you know we're, we're losing power on uh on, on one of the devices so i had to plug it in um <laughs> uh, and by the way this emperor is the same figure that is a convention exclusive 
with the throne. It's called the throne room. It's basically the window and the chair and this emperor figure, but with a different head sculpt. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they're also really proud to let you know that, you know, they don't announce this usually. What the vintage collection, you know, the vintage collection is numbered. Well, since they fucked up the numbering so many times, nobody gives a shit about the numbers anymore. But they wanted to let us know that this will actually be vintage collection number 200, you know, leading us into the the, the next hundred, you know, finishing the first 200 of these figures, except that every person on the planet knows that they fucked up the numbering so many times that it's impossible to even get the 200. They also talked about how it's different from what's in the main line. They wanted to draw a distinction between the, the emperor who's the convention exclusive and the one in the main line, because, you know, they have to, that's another, uh, marketing five minutes they could use to, to pad time. Yeah, basically. Um, and they revealed from the pipeline, they revealed Lobot who, by the way, is actually one of the only figures they showed during this presentation that was new. He's an all-new figure. New sculpt, new everything. And he looks great. And he's vintage collection, and he looks fantastic. Right? Bravo. Well done, Hasbro. That's one. That's one new figure. I'm not counting the emperor because he's the convention exclusive and we've already seen it. So, so far the new figures that we've seen uh, that we saw in this presentation was so far as one it's Lobot, Right. And the second one would be Bib Fortuna, who I think looks really great, but he just seems kind of plain, you know, like, I don't know. There's just something about the figure. I was just like, yeah, okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I have a little, fatigue at this point of trying to justify some of these crappy decisions that they make but really Lobot and Bib Fortuna were the only two new figures they showed during this couple more things they then showed the Ray force effect uh, lightsaber $265 for the Ray force effect and by the way it's Ray's saber from the end of Rise of Skywalker. So orange one we never see used. That's the saber. Do we even know what color it is? I mean, yeah, does, it's is, yellow. It, does it's it ever the come... one she pops, she pops it at the end. Oh, okay. And that's and it's done and it's over. That's that's the one. We're moving on. So then they go into their pipeline. So this is the teases of stuff that are coming, right? These are the exciting products that we're supposed to be really jazzed and excited for as they come down the line, right? So in the Black Series, the next pipeline that they showed us was the next wave of their Archive Series. Do you know what that is, guys? Like vintage collection knockoffs? No, it's six inch, so it's Black Series. It's basically figures they've already put out. And they're reissuing them. So they're not even repaints. They're just straight up figures they've already produced and they're putting them back out, but on the archive card. So just repackage. They include, they, yeah, different package, same figure. 
they include uh, after six years out of the line, the Emperor, Lando Skiffguard, after four years out of the line, the New Hope C3PO, and Dengar. Dengar? Yeah, the bounty hunter Dengar. That's the In mummy the one. Collection. Yeah, that's what they teased. They teased re releases. They teased re releases. In the vintage collection, they're also teasing re releases of Yoda, 501st Clone Trooper, and two new figures to the vintage collection the Death Watch Airborne Trooper, which is cool. And Figurin Dan, not a Cantina band member, but specifically Figurin Dan. Because people have been clamoring for vintage collection background aliens. And so they give us not, not the whole band, but they give us just Figurin Dan. Now, if they had said Cantina band alien and give us a, a, a variety of musical instruments you could have sold five or six of these right out of the gate. But no, we're getting just figuring Dan. Also teased, the force, the next Force Effects lightsaber will be Leia's saber. You know from that six seconds of uh, Rise of Skywalker where they showed Luke and Leia training together as Jedi? Yeah, in the flashback, right? Yeah, that saber, which I don't, was there even a close-up of that hilt? Maybe there was. Um, that is the next Force Effects Saber that's coming out, getting the update. Well, so, in their defense, have they already done all the rest of them? Or, I mean, how I many mean, Sabers are there that they could do? Over the course, I mean, they haven't done them in the new updated way. They haven't done them with all of them with removable blades. They haven't done all of them with the new uh, uh, technology in them and all that. No. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, and then, heck, you know, you could have like a multi-pack just with General Grievous' uh, lightsabers, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, they wanted to update us. Very exciting update on the Razor Crest. I cannot believe that he plastered the smile on his face when he said this. Due to so many backers of the Razor Crest, which is the Mandalorian ship, which they blew up in the TV show the week or 10 days after the HasLab ended. Oh, I would have lost my mind if I had spent that money on that and then they destroyed it in the show. Due to the extraordinary amount of backers, originally the Razor Crest was due in fall of 21, which, you know, we're about to enter into. Well, now it's been pushed to uh, early 2022, and Patrick said January. And I will bet dollars to donuts that there is no fucking way that this is out by January. He also tag that 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 little uh notation about january by saying well you know this is always subject to change of course it is of course it's subject to change now let me ask a question people can't cancel their order on that right you're in you're in oh, no, so you can i did so i, I wonder I if they customer service and i was like cancel my order okay because yeah once, once i mean I that know. would be like if you ordered a a, a serenity from firefly and then you know, if let's assuming that the show is continuing on, and then right after you spend all that money, they blow it up. So that's not going to be the ship on the show anymore. Well, then I don't want this anymore, right? It was a yeah. you know, it wasn't an ongoing yeah. thing. It was a short term vehicle. You know. Yeah, they they then went 
uh, on and on and on and on and on about the packaging of the Razor Crest mm -hmm. and how it, they did a two day photo shoot for the dozen photos that appear on the package. A two day photo shoot they did. Of a piece of plastic that doesn't move? Of a toy. <laughs> two day photo shoot to get 12 shots. And, they, and you wonder where the money goes. Previously revealed, however, not released or ever put up on pre-order, was uh, the General Lando IG-88 and Tebow, the, um, the uh, Ewok. Uh, and they have not released these yet because, according to them, fans wanted a case release and they needed to wait for the final figure, which apparently is the Emperor, of the of the vintage collection these are vintage collection figures that they haven't released well now they're going to release them in a case and you know they're not going to do this all the time they're going to give this a try who asked for this the, no and who's going to do a straight case of four figures nobody who's going to buy a case that's four figures in it what does that means that you're buying like when you say a case that means you're, you're really buying like whatever the 48 with four with well, no, it's, each, no the, the cases case are now like the cases are now like six or 12 or whatever it is, which means in this case, I'm guessing two of these characters, if, it, if it's six, two of these characters are going to be in there twice. And according to them, fans want to buy it by the case. I've never heard that. That doesn't make ever. any sense at all. Ever. Have I ever heard that? Unless they're reducing the case size to four. What's the fucking point? See, see what, what I think of when you say case is, oh, damn, I've got to buy the case because i got to get this chase figure that's only one per case. That's what I yeah, think exactly. of when you say that. So, I mean, that's basically, is that is that it or did I forget something? Wait, I don't think on, you forgot anything. I think you got oh, yeah, every I did. single I thing. Did. I did. They teased the Antoc Merrick X-Wing. Now, that's the, that's the blue-ish X-Wing from rogue one do you remember that the guy had an orange mustache and he was like some kind of big wig with the rebellion and he i'm pretty sure he crashed that x-wing in that movie i think he had a blue jumpsuit on blue flight suit anyway look, look everybody in the movie died so i don't remember yeah they had that x-wing um they they showed it they said it's coming and so on and so forth well they announced the last thing they announced was that they have decided to make it easier for fans there's going to be no pre-order on that vehicle and the vehicle does come with the pilot anton uh, merrick on his own vintage card by the way so what number is that um and but there's going to be no pre-release on that one either so let me ask to a make question. it easier how how fan. at all does that make anything easier for the fan i don't know scott i i i don't know how this makes it easier reducing the number of opportunities that somebody can purchase something and how they can purchase it doesn't make anything easier. Not making it available on your own goddamn website doesn't make things easier. You know, I, again, I call back to the red hand ninja from that wave, from the stilt man wave way back in the day where I simultaneously said it was brilliant and the dumbest move ever because it's brilliant to put those leg extensions from that character in with a generic character that everybody will want more than one of brilliant not making it available on hasbro pulse so that i can buy 20 of them stupid 
stupid. And what did they do? They they pile on the stupid by then re-releasing that ninja figure in gray as part of their army builder line. So I don't get the stilt legs and I get sort of a gray kind of shitty looking ninja instead of the red hand ninja. I'm going to pile praise on Marvel right now and everyone's going to be shocked. Marvel Legends team is killing it when it comes to these videos. They don't sound like robots. They don't, they're not inserting some sort of fake, with all due respect, Patrick and Jing and Chris, with all due respect, I, what I do is I pity you that you have to go out and plaster on the smiles and say the words like, oh my gosh, I've been so excited for this. Oh, I, I, I've waited for this one for a long time. Have you? Because then you're the only one. And I don't believe that it's true to begin with. I feel really bad for you guys. Because you guys look like idiots. Trying to sell things that are already out, but just repaints. The credit collection is a repaint, but they're based on Series 2 art. Then why aren't the fuck are they not Series 2 characters? And why are we still waiting for Series 2 characters uh, to come out? But you're repainting ones that are hanging on pegs in every store in the country. You, they really need to take a lesson from Marvel Legends. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. They need to take a lesson from Marvel Legends and they need to get people in there who don't look like robots, who aren't going through the motions, who maybe are actually fans of these things and not people with respect, who are just doing their job. I think Patrick's a nice guy. I've met him. I've spoken with him a hundred times. It's, it's just, there's nothing believable about his fandom. Nothing. From that Johnny Cab smile that he has on his face at all times uh, to, to the fake laughter that he inserts. Oh, <laughs> I'm really excited about this one, guys. <laughs> it's, out, it's terrible. Now, every single time there's a Marvel Legends, one of these videos, I'm on it, 100%. They did one this morning. I watched it. I have no interest in Spider-Man at all. I wanted to see every figure. And you know what? They're, they even reuse parts. They reuse parts in Marvel Legends all the time. They did a reveal today of a Spider-Man line that has at least two characters in it that are using a body from another character or two other characters or whatever it is. Did I care? No. You know why? First of all, they were up front about it and said it. Secondly, because they look great and they weren't selling me the same piece of shit figure with blue paint on it instead of white or whatever the situation is. And you know what? There was two characters in that wave that were reusing bodies in a wave of whatever it was, six figures, seven figures, eight figures, whatever that Spider-Man line had. It always feels like an abundance of new figures to me. They, they, they were using, there were two, not the entire wave, the entire wave, repaints, reissues, carbonized bullshit, retro figures, which is the ultimate insult, taking a figure from 1980 
and remolding it and putting it back out there and calling it retro for what? What a waste. And yes, Marvel is doing that too. Marvel has retro figures, but you know what? They're new. They're new retro figures. You know, I, that was of the presentation today. I just really liked the look of those retro characters, you know, like the old like the old Falcon uh, comic book costume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, you know, like I just liked the the cards yeah. and the and the figures. Those looked really nice. I I just like that. Those would be fun to yeah. to have. I'm not even talking about the six inch ones, Scott. I'm talking about the the four inch ones. Marvel is doing, uh, Hasbro Marvel division is doing those little, you know, those four inch retro style figures. They're doing those, but they're not taking figures from 1980 and just recasting them. They're do they're new. They're new. They're new sculpts. And that's what a retro, you know, and they're doing it in the retro styling. I get it. Right. And you know what? I'm not a big fan of it, but it's a hell of a lot better than taking a figure from 1980, rebooting it, putting it in when you aren't putting out any new shit. When you got nothing new going on. Sandwich comment. I just, everything Kev says I agree with so far, <laughs> honestly. I appreciate retro figures. I don't appreciate figures that they've released three times already. Yeah. Yeah. And Sandwich knows because he runs the archive. Oh, yeah. Sandwich has got some footing in this here. So let's, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you. But again, as much praise as I'm heaping on the Marvel Legends team right now, we got to talk about it. And I know we're running long, but at the end of the day, we have to talk about this. So the Sentinel has begun arriving. Yeah. How many are you getting? Three. three. So, uh, so you need the two to hold the one up, right? You prop the, yeah, you can lean the three together, right? Gonna, that's going to end up what being what happens. Yeah. So, in case you haven't heard yet, the Sentinel, the Marvel Legends Haslab Sentinel, does not stand up because they didn't use ratcheted. Uh, they did not use ratcheted joints for the knees. And so they're just screwed together. And now uh, our friend don't Robo. Know, uh, ratcheted knees mean, for those who don't know anything about the figures, it's those ones that lock in slowly. Yeah. But lock ratcheted. in place to support yeah. the weight. Where like, you know, if you ever seen like yeah. those big ass transformers, that's why those big ass transformers can stand up straight and not fall over. Well the done. Sentinels don't have that. Well done, Sandwich. You're exactly correct. So when you're moving a figure and it sounds like it's clicking into place when you move it, that's a ratcheted joint. They do that for exactly what Sandwich said. Well done, Sandwich. They do that for exactly that reason, because the character is big and it needs to support the weight of the character. So since they didn't do that, um, the, the character won't stand. The knees won't support the weight and it just flops over. Most of them. There's I, I can't even say how many videos there are on YouTube at this point pointing this out. We want to give credit, though, to our friend. Uh, uh, well, I hope he's our friend. Robo over at the Foosh, who already put up a He stopped his video review of the Sentinel and did a video of how you can tighten up with a simple screwdriver, how you can tighten up that joint so that they can stand but guess what over time that's going to work to crack the plastic or strip the joint out 
And I'm not saying that against Robo. I'm not. That's not against him at all. At least he found a way to kind of make his Sentinels stand. That's against the fact that this is a basic, fundamental design flaw in a $350 figure. I mean, really, what does that mean for your investment in plans to flip one of them to help fund the other ones? Well, it, it, it doesn't change my plans at all. They're still hard to get. And, you know, guys are still going to want them, you know, but there is an absolute panic happening right now that they're not going to do ratcheted knees for Galactus, that they're going to cut corners like they clearly have done with the Sentinel, that they're going to cut corners on Galactus as well. So what this reads to me is that, you know, they did photos displaying Sentinel, making it look nice. Yep. So one of two things happened. The Proto had these ratcheted knees, or they knew what the fuck they were doing. They angled it right. Maybe they had like a fucking string behind it holding it up. Or they, and or they, they set simply, us up. Yeah, or, and they simply put it in the position they wanted and tightened that screw all the way. Glued so it. that they could get the photo. You want to talk more about about uh, uh, knowing Mr. Sandwich and, and and Mr. West Coast Scott, Mr. Scott. You want to talk more about them knowing how come how come Galactus ends right before the Galactus funding period ends right before the Sentinels get shipped. I mean, yeah, whether they knew it ahead of time or after they had produced them. They certainly knew before they shipped them, right? And that's, you're right. They have to like, oh, well, we better not ship this out. So we've got all the bad press until after we find Galactus. And then we'll deal with the bad press later. You know, I'm going to link a couple of videos. There's a guy, I'm pretty sure he's a Brit. Um, and he's, I think it's called, is he, is he called Retro something? I forget his YouTube channel. He is a brilliant toy presenter. Brilliant. And he did, he's now done two videos, two videos on this Sentinel debacle and why HasLab is absolutely, again, this is something I said to everybody, how long, when the Razor Crest came out, I went on screed after screed. Uh, I wrote about it. I spoke about it on this program. I spoke about it on other programs. I, I, I've tweeted about it. I think um, I've done all of these things to try to bring to the attention the fact that HasLab has everything to do with Hasbro and nothing to do with you as a fan. And this retro uh, guy, I can't remember the name of his channel at the moment. This retro guy who we're going to link to, right? He explains it the same way. Hasbro is collecting millions of dollars which they sit on for a year, which collects massive amounts of interest while we wait for a figure to come out that has a major design flaw. And what can we do about it now? Right. Can we return it? Can we get our money back? No, because part of the HasLab agreement is that once you purchase this and once it's like shipped or whatever the situation is, you aren't you you can't do anything, which means you have a year to wait 
to find out if they've actually executed this toy with any sort of competency. And what was the, how many of the Galactuses sold? We, we said the number last it's time. The highest, it's the highest one ever. It's 38,000 or ma- something. They made like over $11 million at least. Right. So, so 38,000 at 400 bucks. 11.31 right. million dollars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So million, millions, tens of millions of dollars that they and get for simple, a year. Take simple interest on that and see how much Hasbro's making on top of it while we sit and wait for them to produce this for a year. Yeah. And only to find out what flaws, what flaws Galactus will have. Like, not, can, you know, I'm going to take this up a step even. The Sentinel's elbows have ratcheted joints. The elbows. Did they fuck up and put the ratchets in the elbows and not the knees? <laughs> I mean, did they just design it wrong? I mean, it just seems like an implausible, an absolutely implausible accidental mistake. It seems absolutely implausible that this was like, whoops, we forgot. This can't be whoops, we forgot. It can't be. Because they remembered to do it in the elbows, but they don't remember to do it in the weight-bearing joints. The pose-bearing joints, they don't remember to do ratcheted uh, joints in? Come on. That dog don't hunt. All right. I think we better bring this to a close. Well, all right. So, in the end, in conclusion, it's it's amazing to me how I can be so totally, all, all of us can be so totally amazed and beside ourselves with wonder over the things that Hasbro has been able to do. They have a Build-A-Figure armadillo coming out, a figure I never thought we would see in Marvel Legends. It's coming. And Galactus as a HasLab, but that's a whole nother kettle of fish. Hasbro is consistently able to amaze us and so completely and fantastically not only disappoint us, but rip us off and have us begging for more that I'm just beside myself about it. And every time... I'm getting ready to pra- I'm getting ready to praise Marvel Legends team for what they do with their videos and their releases and there's so much that they're putting out and it's such awesome stuff and then they take the one $350 toy and just fuck it up. Star Wars used to be the biggest line on the planet. They had posters they put out with 30 or 40 characters on a poster that they were going to put out that year or they had put out the previous year, wetting our excitement for what could they possibly put out this year? Two figures. Two. Well, if you would like to comment on the Hasbro debacle, you can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. I feel like I should end that with, and then that's where I stand. I think that whole uh, hour rant has a has a 
last stand uh, feel yeah, look, to it. I know. I know it's a long episode. I know. Periodically, we do a long episode. What are we going to do? Yeah. Am I traveling next week? Is that next week? Yep. You, know I mean? you guys can do a short one. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be just uh, Dom and I next week, I think. And uh, let's uh, let's get the let's get the plugs. Dom, what's your uh, social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, and I guess I still have my Xbox plugged in, at Fat Dumbledore, wow. F-A-T. D O M B L E D O R E. I know well, you're a super computer gamer now, so. Listen, if my friend had plugged in his Xbox after having been home for several months, maybe I would have played with him in the wow. interim. And, and then you could find me on uh, Twitter at Pyday Scott and Instagram at Pyday Scott One. Uh, hopefully, you can see both of the guys out at New York Comic Con. What are the dates of New York Comic Con? I believe it's the. the- 7th through the 11th, right? Yeah. No, 7th through the 10th. 7th, 8, 9, 10. Stop yeah. by the Geek Stuff TNG booth and volunteer to help move boxes at the uh, Big Kev Product Archive uh, as well. They're taking uh, they're taking uh, volunteers as well. <laughs> hey, you know, the sandwich has ended up with some good stuff out of the Product Archive. <laughs> yeah, they're they're doing just, just, just that sort of thing. You know, you know what's funny is... Our booth this year could be anywhere in the con, so that's the most exciting part for us. I feel like it's oh yeah, that we don't. Where the hell are we? Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have that answer before the con, so we'll be able to promote it. Yeah. All right. So lastly, just be sure to uh, support the show. I'm going to do the Patreon first, and then Kev can uh, end with his. Uh, So over on Patreon. Yeah. I was just doing the Patreon first, and then let Kev do his social media. Okay. Yeah. No? Yeah? Big Kev, Big Kev GS on Xbox One, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. All right. And then, yeah, and support the show, which is Geek Stuff TNG on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, and over at patreon.com slash TNG. Remember, for a dollar a month, you can join the Discord, Discord server. For $3 a month, you can take advantage of the early bird special and get these episodes uh, a day or two early. Uh, for $5 a month, you get the bonus round with the Sandwich Shop and the Vintage Episodes, Too Darn Hot too this week. And, uh... And then for $10 a month, you can see the hour-long Kev rant live on Instagram. I, You know, like, if, if, if I had thought to do it just as a special, I, I probably could have literally gone minute by minute through that video and, and shown and talked about what a fantastic disappointment it was. Yep. I'd really like to do that. I'd like to have, like, the video playing and have just me in a corner, you know, being able to pause it periodically and go, look at his face look at his face he doesn't believe a word that he's saying right now support us on patreon at uh, 20 dollars a month and we'll do kev's uh, commentaries for <laughs> hasbro's uh for hasbro's release videos yeah no i'll do them all i won't just do hasbro i'll do hasbro super seven i'll do everybody i don't care i don't care i'll start i'll i'll review the reviewers nice i thought about doing that at one point we're reviewing the reviewers because you know there's some guys out there who's sitting in the chair with the camera in their laptop turned on, you know, who think they are the greatest video presenters of all time. And then you've got guys like Robo at Food, who is an absolute, utter, and complete professional and amazing. He's the top of the game, folks. You wanna know how to do it? Go over to the Fooch, F-W-O-O-S-H, and uh, see how, see how, uh, see how he's doing it. Unbelievable. Every single time the man puts anything out, I'm watching it these days. And I think the guy probably hates me, too, from stuff that happened a long time ago, but I'm a fan, so. 
You stop waving me I on, Scott. I gotta go. I gotta go. Kids are going to sleep. Gotta go. God, these kids. And with that, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Scott, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 651. Uh, um, Hasbro ha- has to be Hasbro. You said Star Wars at Hasbro is over. That was the title you gave me. Yeah, that's good. Star Wars at Hasbro is over. To a close, the way we end some shows by saying... Good night, Ben Best. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.